Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we create a brand new movie based on a random prompt from the internet. I'm joined by three members of the Hollywood legendary elite. Our writer, Jacob Golliver, who is the only person in the world who remembered Iron Eagle existed. Yay! Our director, Isaac... We're going to get so many hats for that one. Thanks, man. Hot Chocolate Media on Twitter. Check us out. What is this hot chocolate media you speak of? That thing that produces the thing. Oh, right. Our director, Isaac Sunleaf, who is the Iron Fist injury double on The Defenders. I do what I can. Yep. But please don't associate me with that show. Please. And our producer, Kyle Decker, who is the Juan Polisher on Fantastic Beasts 2. Guess I should watch the first movie to know what I'm doing. So your suggestion is... The theme of story is an epic thriller. The main character is a grim detective... The start of the story is smuggling, and the end of the story is guilt. So basically what I want to go for here is very, very, like, old-school noir, but, like, over-the-top, like, extended reality. Our main guy, we're just going to call him Riggs. He is this grizzled dude, probably, like, 40s or 50s, and his whole, like, life has been just shitstorm after shitstorm. Nothing's worked out for him. And he's eventually kind of settled into this life as a PI. But he's worked, you know, a dozen other blue-collar jobs. But as a PI, he's finally found some economic stability. He's just paying the price in terms of his physical well-being. So he has to do more athletic things. He has to get in more fights to do this stuff. And again, it's like hyper-reality. So Riggs is doing this whole job, and he essentially gets handed this case by, you know, somebody who's saying, oh, yeah, my, my husband is missing or whatever it is. And... He stumbles upon this whole, like, smuggling ring and is, you know, determined to bring it down. And because he's taken this case with the missing person, he has been, you know, stipulated that he can't go to the police for this person. And the person is in trouble, they're a criminal, but he's honor-bound to his client in this sense. He has taken this job and so he's going to protect them. He is avowed to complete this task by his lonesome. So it's going to be this kind of, like, punishing you know, adventure where he's, you know, getting more and more injured and kind of like the same way that like John Wick takes all the beatings in the John Wick movies and like continues to stumble onward. That's kind of what we're going for in this, where he's going from place to place and he's slowly and systematically figuring out ways to do this, outsmarting these goons and these guys with way more resources than he's got to take it down. I don't want to go like full bore action, but I want there to be like some almost like, you know, MacGyver-esque or like, you know, trap mechanic kind of things where he's using high school physics to put together some traps to take out these guys or coming up with really clever ways to, you know, circumvent the problems of dealing with this smuggling ring. That's kind of what I'm, I'm imagining for this piece. I, I really want it to have, like, a classic feel. I'm, I'd am i be okay with setting it in a prior time period as well, if, if that's something you guys are interested in exploring. I just really want it to be just the, the feel to be really strong. I've been working on a title for this, and I don't know if it's, if it's going to work or not, but... 
I haven't been working on the title. I'm sorry, guys. It's all right. I, yeah. I have a title. You've got one? Yeah. Right? And I hope we'll that's go wonderful. to you then. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oof. Yeah, this is a good script. You know, this is my first shot at directing. I have a lot of original ideas, and as soon as you were talking about this P.I., I was like, you know what we should call it? Life of P.I. I really think Life of P.I., it just, I don't know what about it, but it's just, it's there. And I really like it. I like the grittiness, the not full commitment to action. If there could be a boat involved, that would be ideal. I have some really good ideas for some casting. I really think we need to give Dulé Hill his first, like, he is the main character role. So I want Dulé Hill to be the guy for this. And, you know, I'd like to also get some other careers a bit of a boost. You know, some people have been in the shadows a bit for a while. Maybe some of the side characters, you know, the person who's looking for their husband, or maybe some of the goons. J.C. Chazez of NSYNC, you know, his career was really on a good trajectory but Justin Timberlake kind of squashed him out a bit, and I really feel like we should give him a second chance. Uh, and weirdly enough, I haven't talked to the producer about this yet, but I have a friend who, who wants to break into the movie biz and would be willing to assist in the money sphere. Jeff Bezos really has actually always wanted to be an actor. Weirdly enough, he actually was studying for a role of a bookseller when he made Amazon. And really, it was he was just trying to Daniel Day-Lewis that shit. So as long as, as, if we can sneak him in there somewhere, he's ready, he's good to go. But in terms of rigs, I, I think Dulé Hill should really be at the top of our list for this uh, Life of P.I. So Kyle, you have received notes, script for Life of P.I. How are you gonna make this make money? Oh, what, one, thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to change that title a bit. It's, uh, sounds familiar. I can't remember what it's like. I can't place it, but, uh, it, it's in there. It sounds like some 80s action movie I've seen before. But, uh, yeah, we're going to change it up. Now, now, you all have stumbled on upon something hidden in the weeds I don't think you quite understand. Calling the main character Riggs. And having to be kind of an ode to action movies and having a lead actor who's not known for being an action movie star. You all have uh, decided this can be our love letter to 80s and 90s action movies. His name being Riggs, like Riggs and Murtaugh from the Lethal Weapon series, is pretty good. So all the other characters are going to have names from characters. There'll be a character named McLean. And a character named Ripley. We could be like the grocery store clerks and everything. One can be called Max, and we can have Leia and Rambo and Ash. And it's just like, you know, we just pull from all the big characters ever. It's our big love letter to action movies. Yeah, and the cast is fine and everything. I do want some more big action set pieces if we're going to do this kind of love letter. I want some explosions and some gunfights, all the good stuff we uh, we come to appreciate in those. But uh, I like the idea of the lead character still kind of being not actiony himself and maybe it happens around him. To do the action and all, we'll give this a good budget. We'll give it a $115 million budget. So you have fun with some cameos if you want and everything. But really, let's save money on the cast and put all the money into effects and, and the hoot nanny that is action movies. We'll market this to uh, 
the dude bros of the world to a point or people that appreciate action movies. So our uh, we'll do product placement with Monster Energy Drink and Doritos and maybe Carl's Juniors or Hardee's or both. So cover both coasts, you know. Studies show people like action movies eat at Hardee's and or Carl Jr.'s at least once a month because they like them Frisco melts. I know I do. Curly fries, man. That's where it's at. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, $115 million. Name all the characters after action movie characters. We need some hot ladies and hot men to get mostly naked in it because I want to be equal opportunity for the boner fic, lady boner fic, whatever you want to call it. Like, let's get some hot people in there mostly naked for a few scenes. Maybe have a pool party action scene or something. All right. Uh, Sex sells, you know. All right. So, Jacob, um, Kyle is coming back with a much higher budget and maybe a different direction than you were hoping. Also, you have to change the name from Life of P.I. and get a lot of set pieces in there. So what are you going to do with this? Yeah, no, this is interesting. Appreciate the uh, extra money that you've given me. It's uh, it's really nice. I'm a little put off. I was, you know, thinking maybe we could set this in like, you know, 30s or 40s or 50s and 80s or 90s wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but I mean, if that's the direction you guys want to go, I think we can we can do something in that area. I don't know how much action stuff I want to do. Like, I want to I want to meet you halfway with this, but like the whole idea is that he's kind of going through this like punishing thing, and I wanted to be you know closer to you know he's like the relatable part of this like wild story. So I was I was hoping to go with that. But, you know, I'll, I'll try and find some middle ground and I'll try and make, you know, some of his, like, traps and things be kind of explodey or, like... I don't want him to break the law too much, so I don't want him to, like, grab a machine gun and start unloading. Well, it can be secondary. Like, his actions may cause it, but it's not him doing it. Sure, yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Yeah. I think for the, the title, I'm going to change it to Run, Riggs, Run, because that also gives us a tie to Run, Lola, Run, which I think would be cool. For all uh, 30 people who remember that movie. Well, you're not from Europe, so it's popular there. As well as Iron Eagle. Right, yeah, Iron Eagle, huge following over in Europe. I don't know if you guys know this, but they actually have a yearly convention. If you go to, to Berlin, it's like every third year, and they have a... They got a Lou yeah. Gossett Jr. statue in Minsk, I hear. Yeah, I'm going to change that title. going to punch up the action a little bit. I think you know some of like the, the dangerous stuff can contribute to Delay Hill's injuries, and... I'm okay with that casting. Wouldn't have been my first choice, but I could see it. I could get behind that. You know, and I think I think that'll work for the most part. The other thing that I would like to do, I love your idea of a boat. I think Riggs lives on a boat because his office has become too dangerous. Just like Riggs' lethal weapon lives on a houseboat. <laughs> I'll see what you're doing yeah. there. So, yes, you've, you've claimed... man watches yeah. lethal weapon. <laughs> yes, you, you have seen what I was going for there. So, he's going to live on a boat... I think we can differentiate it a little bit from from where we're pulling our inspiration from, but we will have him on a boat, and I think at some point there is a pretty sweet boat chase. He's trying to get away from some of these smugglers who have figured out where he lives. So that's kind of my plan, and you know I'll make whatever changes you guys think is necessary, but I guess it's kind of out of my hands at this point. Okay, so Isaac, so you now have a completely reworked script for Run Riggs Run. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, no, I, I like it. I, I like all of the ideas floating around here again. This is my first time directing, so I'm, I appreciate all the all the input from everyone. Uh, Dulé Hill's really excited. I hear what you're saying with gotta make it a little bit more sexy. 
Uh, and funnily enough, Jeff Bezos has been really working on his bod for this moment. So he he's ready to do some sweet, sweet shirtless scenes. He can be the one of the other 80s people's names. So that, that'll be good. You know, I also think to kind of bring the two ideas of, like, not really action and also, like, high action together is get that emotional piece of it in there right away. So... I think we're gonna start with with Riggs waking up in the morning, just kind of introduce his character, kind of give him a little bit more mellow, and he's gonna go to go to sleep at night. You know, we're, we'll also focus a bit on maybe he used to be an old cop and you know what he used to he used to do there, and this is really him being called back into the times of when he was a police officer. So with all that, I I don't like the title of uh, Run Riggs Run. Uh, I came up with this other one. It's, oh, I can't believe no one's used it before. I'm going to call it The Force Awakens. Since, you know, he's he's going to be waking up in the morning, really bringing back the, the days of when he was part of the police force and doing some of that sweet, sweet action with a side of Jeff Bezos. Yeah, and I, I think that will really tie in all of, you know, the nostalgia and the sexiness and not action together to, to make a great movie. All right, so Kyle, you get sent documents for The Force Awakens, which documents get delayed for a while because some company, for some reason, just stating those words in that sequence makes a certain company have to investigate it thoroughly. But it clears through, and you have the documents for The Force Awakens. Would you like to make any changes? Yeah, uh, I had these two fellas in some, some fancy white plastic suits visit me with crowbars and make me change the title. They had a funny gray puppet guy on the hand to some executive it was crazy and they told me if I use this title I'll never work in this town again and or maybe die we'll call this movie Riggs Marole because that's like wordplay on something I'm not quite sure I have to get a dictionary out but it sounds catchy to me I like the action and everything Jeff Bezos is a problem because when he takes his shirt off it's actually quite hideous so, so I figured it out, though, because I don't want to hurt his feelings or lose his funding from this film. So I've sent him off with a second unit director, and I've, given, I've had them make a slightly larger, pudgier, middle-aged man version of all the costumes of our actual lead. And I'm having him film a bunch of the set pieces and everything, and giving Bezos no acting training or real direction, and just like having him do his spiel. What we'll do is we'll do the movie straightforward and everything through the whole thing. But then during the end credits, we'll put like, they'll have the credits rolling. We'll have Jeff Bezos' take on all the scenes as like some comedy reel at the end of us just kind of making fun of ourselves. Make sure people realize this ain't a serious movie. That's why it's called Riggs Marole. And then everyone will just enjoy the Jeff Bezos doing yuck-em-ups being a terrible actor. But it won't make him look bad. It'll look, make him look like a good sport with a good sense of humor. And it should, like, make his stock go up on Amazon and everything. It'll be like, man, the young kids will go, this guy fucks. And they'll know. Anyway, yeah, Jeff Bezos, he's a star in the end credits. That's all. All right. So I'm going to put in Riggs Marole into the movie machine, which sounds like shit blowing up. And um, so, I mean, this movie kind of follows the same song and dance. Critics kind of like don't really like it or indifferent. They think it's kind of dumb or whatever. People who see it say it's fun, whatever. 
it has that psychological effect where you are incapable of remembering it one week later. It's like, I saw a movie. It had stuff that exploded, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing that, you know, when people are watching it, you know, they have fun, whatever. You know, people nitpick all the plot holes with it, but, you know, that's really not what this movie's about. But the gag reel at the end actually goes viral when it gets uploaded separately to YouTube. So that then helps bring people into the movie later, because it's just like, look at this guy. He's, he's trying to act. That, that's funny that he's trying to act. And, you know, brings people in, and even those people are almost disappointed. It's like, oh man, he wasn't trying to act that same way in the actual movie. Whatever. But I'd say, I mean, it pretty much evens out, and no one remembers this movie. It came out, like, two weeks later. But you do have some time if you want to make some changes to your opus. Yeah, there, there needs to be some changes. So I think I figured out the key to solving this film, and that is to make it a framework story. The events of this film, since we're kind of parodying like the 80s and 90s action movie stuff, are a writer who is pitching this to a producer. So like as it goes on, like things are being changed in the script, and they're like going back and forth before they're willing to like talk on this. So we're going to go kind of meta with it. And then, you know, some of these things that have been changed and added in will be in the movie. It's just something that changes in the script as they're talking about it. So we'll have these two guys, you know, chatting back and forth about it. And I think the, you know, that will kind of sell some of the, like, the sillier, the wilder stuff that we can put in there. And we can get, you know, a little bit of, like, the comedic aspect of that. But we can still have our cool set pieces with lots of, you know, wild action sequences and some kind of, you know, overt nods to the, the 80s and 90s action films. Um, and to that note, the, the title is just so shit. I cannot believe I was handed that. We're, we're going to have to change it, but I think I found a nice happy medium to satisfy your, your pun quotient, which is rigorous. Because then we can have Riggs, and he's put with this rigorous task in front of him, and it'll, it'll be just a little bit of a nod to the, the main character's name. So, other than that, I don't really have that much to change. I'm still getting paid, so it's all cool. Cool. Isaac, you now have Rigorous. Okay, I have a few things. First, I feel like I burned some bridges. Jeff Bezos was really excited. He's It's been his passion his whole life to just act, and he feels a little slighted, uh, which is a bummer. Dulé Hill also feels like because Jeff Bezos' thing went viral, he didn't really get as much time in the spotlight as he as he wanted, so that's a little bit of a bummer, but I can't see much to do there now. I still don't like the title, a pun's gonna be confusing. I think we need something more descriptive, and you know, with this whole, like, he, he keeps wake, you know, waking up sore from like a hard day's work, and it's like, it takes place at night, so it's it's dark a lot of times. I think the movie title should be, oh wait, uh, sorry, I just, a beast just thung my tongue. Uh, the title should be Thor Dark World. I think I think that's the best thing to do. That's my last comment. So Kyle, you get the dark world. Yeah. Uh, so we got some things to work on here, but uh, I think we can save this turd from the toilet if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, title's not gonna fly. I learned I was informed by my niece the other day that uh, title won't fly unless it has a hammer. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah exactly. We just call it rigmarole. We won't actually make it a full pun, but rigmarole is a lengthy and complicated procedure, my nef, nef niece. One of my my siblings' children have informed me 
it is a great title. And then I like the idea of it the, the main action taking place in the boardroom of a movie. And here will satisfy Jeff Bezos. He, he's going to play a big company executive. It's a big stretch for him, I know, pitching the movie. But what we're going to do, we're going to take all the footage we filmed of him doing the action scenes. And when, when Dulé Hill will be the writer pitching this movie. So we'll go back and forth. Like when Dulé Hill's pitching a part. We see the action with him, and it's very polished and clean. And then when uh, Jeff Bezos throws his ideas in and everything, we cut to him imagining himself in the lead doing the action parts. We got this nice little back and forth. Both men are loving this movie. They're pitching and everything, but both of their visions in their heads couldn't be more different. And then it's just about this procedure. Both men come out thinking they both pitched the most amazing movie ever. And each one has a completely different movie in our heads. But only us, the audience, knows they're truly different. And it's just about studying these two men as they tell stories. And it's just it'll be a nice juxtaposition, the point of view of an old, rich, white billionaire and a youngish black actor. I think Dula Hill's in his 40s, so it's youngish. And that'll be great. I think people will enjoy it and everything. We'll call it Rigmarole. Jeff Bezos will be his own movie star, and everyone will be happy. All right. I just want to point out, it's a good thing you changed from Thor Dark World because those same guys were right outside. I know. Yeah. So, but they're gone now. Goodbye. Okay, you flipped me off. Okay, so I'm going to update the movie machine, which to represent the different direction we're going, it's going to sound like shit blowing up except reversed. So yeah, I think just that framing device uh, makes it more obvious, like a comedy, where before audiences were confused, like, is this tongue-in-cheek or are these guys trying to be serious and just dumb? So I think the fact that you kind of put that little extra thing in there, you know, it's pretty much sold as a comedy more than it is an action movie. And that really does help, you know, with the... He gets released in an area that is looking for comedy, so you're able to get pretty good. Uh, you make your money back and then some. People still kind of forget this movie happened within two weeks, but I, what you going to do about that? You know what? Forgetful money is still money. Still not as good as actual Force Awakens, though. I'm sorry. And we're going to leave you with a quote from our patron saint, Guy Fieri. That is a Thanksgiving in a burrito. Good night, everyone. Congratulations on finding the secret podcast. You followed the clues we put in the past few ones. <laughs> now the next step of the alternate reality game. 5J4. Also, you can't tell them that much. You <laughs> only have seven hours to live. Oh, oh shit. Terms and conditions may apply to you differently. <laughs> There's a chance someone listening to this does have seven hours to live. Yeah. Like, things happen. I hope none of you are, but if you are, ooh, hopefully you got a will. Yeah. Um, that, damn, that's still going. It's almost like it's a train. I know. They go for a long time. I'm afraid not. We're just going through the locomotives right now. <laughs> Train pun. This summer, from the people who brought you puns about ice.
And puns about sharp things comes puns about trains. You laugh your caboose off. <laughs> this isn't stationary humor. Critics are going wild. Roger Ebert says, thank God I didn't have to see this movie. Yeah. Some say this comedy's off the rails. Okay. Okay, I think we're good. Where are we at?